the One Two Football Podcast. The voices of tomorrow here today. Hey guys, welcome back to the One Two Football Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm joined today by Ollie and Kira. You alright, guys? Hello. Today we are talking about all things VAR and referee. Let's get into it. So we're going to devote this entire podcast to the absolute shambles that is VAR. And in a way we can talk about refereeing as well because this season has been disastrous for everything to do with the rules of the game in the Premier League. So Kieran, firstly, I mean you said you've got a lot to say about this before we started. So VAR, handballs, offside, referees getting in fights, you can pick where you want to start because there is so much to go off here. Just pick one and just ramble on. Uh, how, long, how long do you have? Uh, I'm 25. Because uh, I, could, I, could, I could genuinely go for so long. Um, it's just... It's so bad. All the, the mid-season rule changing and the, the idea that a handball rule is this and then it changes to this, but that then this happens, a certain scenario happens. So to break it down a bit more, of course I'm going to use examples that relate to Spurs just because they're the ones that stick in my brain more than other ones. So you've got the handball that was given against Eric Dyer. He's gone up for a header. He's missed the header. He's obviously had to jump. To jump, you need to use these, your arms. So understandably, his arms are away from his body. The ball strikes his arm. He's facing away from it. Penalty. And that caused a lot of controversy in that it was, how is he meant to know anything about that? He has no idea that the ball is going to hit his arm there. He's, how are you meant to jump unless you jump like a salmon? And, and then you get no power or height on the jump whatsoever. So how can you be expected to do that? So they've realised that and then they've changed the rule. And you've got another edition of this with the build-up to Josh Madge's goal or disallowed goal for Fulham against Spurs again. The ball strikes Mario Lamina's arm. His arm is straight at his body. Like he, there is no possible way he can do anything other than that. It struck at him from about three yards away. He's got no time to react or anything. He's just trying to block the ball. If it doesn't hit his arm, his arm isn't there. It hits him in the ribs. So the same thing exactly happens. Madger scores, but it's disallowed. Because in the rule book, it states if the ball touches your hand, regardless of whether you meant it or not, in the build-up to a goal, it's disallowed. That rule caused controversy in the game and it cost Fulham what could be a valuable point or three points had they gone on to win the game. And that rule has since been changed. And you just think that before a season, they need to sit down and they need to exactly outline what the rules are because you just can't go about changing them midway through the season. You know, it's, it's completely unrealistic and unfair. And you think about other goals that have come about and other penalties and offsides and what even is level anymore? You know, you're either onside or offside. And they used to say, I used to always be brought up in the mindset of always give advantage to the attacker. That does not mean anything anymore. You know, that is just gone to complete rubbish. Um, and I genuinely think that there needs to be a, a serious kind of meeting over exactly what the rules are and it needs to stop being so damn confusing because that's a real problem as well 
Uh, and there's so much more that I can talk about here, but that's just a small snippet. So I'll, I'll throw it back to you guys because I do, there needs to be other voices in this. So please tell me, you know, kind of on, on the precipice of offside. I think, Nathan, for you, there was a, a particular one that sticks out in my mind when Jordan Henderson's goal in the Merseyside derby was disallowed. Uh, controversially, to say the least. I mean, yeah, he was onside. That, that was the craziest. He got disallowed for offside, but they look on, they draw these lines and all of a sudden it's offside. I think there's been a few examples this see, this season where the, the lines don't look right. It looks like they've kind of skewed them or they're, they're di- like they're not straight on. And then you see the, the one that weirdly sticks out my because it has no real relevance to who I for anything. But when, when Bamford's goal was disallowed, I think it was against Palace. And like his finger was offside. So it was something really crazy. Like, it was like his armpit was offside. And I mean, that is crazy. That, is that decision would not, even in, you know, in, in the lower leagues, that, that decision wouldn't be made. But it, it gets made in the Premier League because when you analyse everything to the nth degree, it's just every, to the tiniest detail, of course you're going to find something. You're always going to find something. It's it's trying to take, well, I think Scott Parker said something on it. It was like taking the purity out of football, taking that kind of pure, like real, the, the stuff we relate to from football, that real, it's human beings playing football here. And I know VAR is is human beings in control of a system, but it just it, it's taking away that kind of excitement from it, it's, and it's more it's just frustrating when, when they when they go to VAR. Like, you know what? Why do we need it? I don't, I don't know what Oli thinks about it, but I, I, whenever it goes to VAR, I'm just like, this can't, like sometimes it's behind, but they, when it's this tiny offside, it's offside by like my fingernail. That's what's the point. I think it's the so-called beautiful game in terms of the Premier League recently it's just becoming like a sort of a science or maths test it's like getting a ruler out and just finding oh you're you're one millimetre over it's off it's like that isn't football the whole game is you know it's exciting it's all what's going to happen but not to the extent that you just get your get a massive camera out and you draw lines on a pitch you wait five minutes to find oh okay yeah we'll go with the original decision or or whatever like that I feel like there's got to be some leeway um, and sort of if it's the slightest bit offside then it's just just let it be if your toes pointing out by the slightest part it's just unfair we're humans we're not going to be able to judge exactly where we are next to someone so give us a bit you know but um the arm the armpits thing i swear that shouldn't matter i'm pretty sure you can only be offside by a piece of your body that you can score with so if he was wrong yeah, if he changed. was what so that didn't that was to i mean i don't know if the rule changed the, it's the shirt sleeve what load of rubbish? Because if you if you scored from here, it'd probably be ruled out anyway. If you score with this part of the that, cross, that's the thing. That's what we're saying. Is it's, no it's one all of these rule changes midway through seasons. That's see. Look, we, this is why I wanted to kind of do this one without researching things because then you just get all of our opinions, and you can see already here how none of us think the same, and that just goes to show the confusion that we've been kind of taken down on and you think back to what VAR was meant to do what it was meant to be brought in for is to just cut out those refereeing decisions but now it's become so precise that you can't celebrate a goal without being worried that was there a foul in the build-up did someone's offside handball you know and, and I think back to one in particular where with a Bamiyang's goal at Old Trafford which was initially ruled as offside and they've taken the VAR and he he is miles onside. Maguire doesn't step out soon enough and he's onside. That's an example of where it's beneficial because otherwise that would have been disallowed despite the fact that it's a completely legal goal. And the stuff with the 
the parallel lines and the two lines and you draw the dotted line up to the the players you know armpit as soon as you see that I don't, the the cross with the lines you just think what's the point what has this become and it's the the timing of it as well in that it just i think it's got better at this but it just when it was first brought in it took so long for people to decide a decision and in that if it's taking two to three minutes and you can't decide you go back to the one of the most oldest rule rules in the game of the advantages with the attacker if, if it's literally if it's that minimally that you can't decide it and you're taking that long to just come up with a decision you may as well flip a coin because you're going to have a large portion that's unhappy and believe it's that and another portion who think he is offside either way it's ridiculous and the whole point of it being brought in was to take out mistakes if anything it's just brought more in so kind of to you both now what what can they actually do to make it more clear-cut and more just just better remove it remove var it's just stupid it literally it's not just offsides and handballs though it's also fouls like i can remember when maguire scored um a header i can't remember who it was against um you know what back post was it, yeah, yeah, Burnley. And they were like, he's pushed over. Burnley. The pundits were saying how, well, the majority of them said how it was, it should have been a goal. Because he just jumped up and he had it and it was disallowed. And then another, and I'm pretty sure it was later on in the game, um, we had, or in another game, we had a goal based exact same and it was allowed. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's everything. But going back to what you said earlier about the handball getting it kicked to you, it's like what you used to do sort of as kids. You say, oh, if it hits your hand, it's off. You just run up to them and purposely kick it towards their hand just to get a penalty. Because if that's the rules, you might as well. You might as well get your people on the training pitch and say, if that, if you just hit that ball at that defender's arm and we've got a penalty and do it all game. Because at the end of the day, if that's the rule, I'd be doing it. If you're going to get a penalty that easy, you might as well go for it. So it's just ridiculous. I think... They're not going to remove VAR. They're not going to. And in a way, sometimes, obviously, when it goes towards you in a big game, you're very happy. I'm not going to lie about that. If you get that decision, you're just there. Five minutes or not, if it's going towards you, you are happy. It's happened for me, and I can remember being very happy about the thing. But when it goes against you more times than it doesn't, then it's just annoying and infuriating. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, okay, technically, if you look at it, you can turn and say with the lines, it is exactly what the rule states. That is exactly what it should be. But the amount of precision just takes away the fun, the sort of the unknown part of the game. It shouldn't... I would rather a game where it's 75% or goes back to what it was for, 75, 65, whatever percent correct decisions made rather than waiting 10 minutes to get a decision to the finest margins. I'm not sure about you. And it'll obviously... So it'll change the game sometimes. There will be some calls without VAR, and in history there's definitely been, where it's the wrong decision, for instance, the hand of God. But it's moments like that that make this game. And VAR are getting rid of them. It's not that exciting anymore. If hand of God is a famous thing, and that wouldn't have been imagined thing. Imagine living in a world where that isn't a thing, and VAR would get rid of that. I know for us it was very negative, but I mean, come on, this is, this is our game. Stop ruining it. I think it's also kind of um, exposed that I mean, it was. We already all knew this, but English referees just aren't that good. I mean, we already knew we, from the 2018 World Cup, where where none were selected, in, in considering they're all professional, especially in, in the Premier League, at least they're all professional. It's just highlighted how poor the refs are. And I don't know. And it's a tough one. And half of me wants to kind of feel bad for them because they've they've got so many rule changes they've got to deal with. I'm sure half of them aren't fully aware of what the rules are anymore because they, they keep getting changed. I'm, I'm sure you know they're they're up to date with the law, but they must. 
they must have moments and I was like, I'm not sure. Is that now is that handball now? Is that so, you know, what is this now? So so I kind of feel bad for the referees, but also they are bad. And the, the, also, and then the problem with that is that we're stuck with them. You, you can't really change the referees because it only gets worse. The they all have, if they all keep having fights, don't worry, we'll have brand new ones <laughs> real quick. It doesn't, it doesn't get better from the Premier League. As someone that you know goes to watch X rugby, and as you guys will know as well from doing it too, they don't get better in League Two. They're, they're worse. So the, this is the highest level we've got officials, and they're not good. The rules for people to be official is very hard. Former players really can't be officials because of the awkward laws there are. It's like. You can't ref against teams you've played with or played against. So it's really awkward for former players to, to be refs. And I don't know if many want to, to be honest. For the amount of abuse they probably dished out to them before, they probably don't want to take up that role. But for those who do, it's, it's an awkward ladder to make. And also, it's not worth it for a lot of young refs. It may be the future of the game because the amount of abuse they get on, on a grassroots level, it's like, I'm doing this for 20 quid. I don't, I don't want to keep doing it, especially if the progress is slow. Because I mean, a lot of the refs are, help, you know, 40. 40 plus so it's a long road to get to, to where the, these guys are but we can't change this we can't change who we've got and Vega's kind of bringing out that weird indecisiveness is it bringing it out, is it bringing it out though is it bringing it out though or is it heightening it i personally don't feel like i don't feel like it's showing how bad they are I feel like VAR is just making them worse. I feel like it's just making them feel a bit insecure in their own decisions. And for that that reason, when they've got someone in their they're ear scared. something else, yeah, they're nervous to make a decision. So for that reason, if you've got someone else in your ear all the time saying, you know what, we go and check this, it's basically them saying, you you got it wrong. I was about to swear there. You got it wrong. And you better go and change this decision. And in that moment, they're obviously going to be like, oh, and then when it comes to that next decision, they're going to be afraid to make a decision. So. I, I feel bad for the referees, like you said, and yeah, okay, part of the blame has to go to them, but VAR, I would say, ask all the referees, or most of the referees anyway, and they would turn and say it's made them look worse because it's making them doubt their own abilities. It's, it's... I think the, the, the actual yeah. premise of VAR is that you have someone in... Is it Stockley? I can't remember what it's called. Stockley Park? Something like that. Something like yeah, that. I think. Basically, away in a tech room somewhere. And you think that's like a superior being to someone. In the back. That's basically taking the form of God because they're somewhere else and they're deciding actually what happens, not the person on the pitch. Yet they say the final decision is with the match official. But the fact that you can miss something as the match official, have someone else say, oh, yeah, man, I'll go and have a look at that. It already alludes to you that that's their opinion of go and have a look at that, I'd have given it. So the referees are heavily influenced by what the VAR has said. And we've seen in, in recent weeks of, you know, kind of managers suggesting that the referees are influenced by higher beings and, and things like that. Not necessarily paid off as much, but they do think about what will be said about them now because... Ultimately, they are scared. So I do feel sorry for refs because they've, they've been scapegoated by a system that's meant to make the game better and just has massively, massively failed. Adding it's such a, a weird feeling. Way. Adding on to what you just said about them like being... Say again. Adding on to what they're like being like God sort of thing like that. It's... If you get two referees and you put two referees on a football pitch in real life time this is in real life time you get two referees on the football pitch 
they're going to disagree at one point or another about a decision that's going to be made. They're going to, we're humans, we all, we all see different things and we all have different opinions. So all you're doing by putting another referee behind the camera somewhere else in, across the country is getting their opinion against the other person's opinion. It doesn't mean their opinion's right just because they get to see it 10 times more. Obviously it's going to be more, you'd think, more correct than the person seeing it once. But at the same time, it's still their own opinion. It's basically, you see people always arguing, referees, ex-referees saying they would have made this decision and then at the same time other referees saying they would have made that. So at the end of the day, all you're doing is putting two referees to make the same decision and everyone's got their own opinions. I don't see how they think it was going to be successful. If we disagree about things, obviously we all support different teams. If you put me in a box in your room, I'm meant to be telling you something else, you're going to be confused as hell. Because I'm just making my assessment on the exact same thing you just saw. So it's just, part of me just thinks, okay, yeah, I know it works in rugby, but football's a completely different game. And I obviously thought it was going to work better than this. I think everyone did. I was quite excited about the idea of it, but we're humans. We all have different ideas. I know I'm saying the same thing here, but it's just stupid. I could just say this over and over and over again. We all have our own minds. I would just scrap it. <laughs> just get rid of it. I mean, you know, you, people will. You start something, you think of a cool idea, or this is going to change everything. It's not. Been it, can it? it it's like it, it's not. It, it's not completely ruined football. You know, it's not. I'm not going to be hyperbolic about it. You know, this is. I can't watch the game anymore. No. And actually, one more thing before we finish up. Do you think no fans has affected? this at all with, with there not being that kind of influence in the stands yeah of, of referee yeah but i don't I, think it's I don't think in a negative way person i keep hearing everyone saying it's negatively impacted it i think it's got positively surely if you've got the fans they're going to be you know moaning and shouting at the referee for because they want it to go a certain way without the fans in there you think they'd have a bit more of a clear reminder what's going on so when everyone keeps saying that no fans is having a negative impact on referee decisions i don't understand that I would rather have none of the fans moaning at me so I can have a clearer mind than having thousands of people around me moaning at me for one way or another way. I don't, I don't get that argument. You say it was never going to work. Uh, or you, you say you were, it, it was, you were excited to see how it was going to work. To me, I just thought it was never going to be that successful because you're always going to go back to a world where we didn't have VAR. So say your team scores, he's offside in the build-up, the linesman doesn't flag it, goal stands in normal time. With the, the bringing about of VAR, just in the way that football fans are, you're always going to say, oh, well, if VAR wasn't around, we'd have been given that goal. What a joke. I think it's just the way that football fans are and how they've been experiencing football for the last you know, 20, 30 years, depending on how old you are. Is It, it feels like this, there's an added dimension to this game now where you have to worry about more than the team that you're playing against. And you almost get yourself into the idea of well this is this is rubbish even if it gets the right decision you, you can always put on a brave face and say oh well it's got the right decision but deep down you're going to be annoyed because a goal that would have been perfectly okay three year three four years ago is now chalked off you know I think that's just how we as football fans kind of operate you know but you say you say that Rugby, it works really, 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 really well, which is why I thought it was going to be a success because obviously it's going to impact the game and it's not always going to go 100%. I, I think we all thought it was going to kind of go 99% of the time work well and not really have much disagreements when it's the complete opposite now. But 
how can for one sport it work so well and for another sport it not i know rugby's had it for a very long time and it's much more of a stop start sort of game football's much more free flow and much more sort of quicker pace but it works well with rugby so i feel like everyone just assumed it would have the sort, same sort of consistency as as that does I just, I just don't see how it works so fair. But you're saying about how you, we should scrap it all. I'm pretty sure, I've said to you, and you guys haven't heard this, and I'm not sure if I'm going crazy or something, but I read somewhere that they're looking to introduce cameras on the side of the pitch to help line those. And so it's just basically in real time. You know, like sort of they have their watch, and if it's like goal line technology, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere mm. that it's going to be similar, but on the pitch to mark out if they're offside or onside. But personally, what's the point in having the fellas on the side of the pitch if you're just going to have that anyway? There's going to be no point yeah. in having them. And goal-line technology works. So, I mean, that's one thing. Well, one positive tech. I mean, if, if that it's works... Had, it's had one blip. Yeah, but... Yeah, that would be, yeah the show was out. Yeah, that was bad. What about their jobs? But that's... I feel bad for their jobs. That I'd could be a whole industry them. going. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have them and have the odd few decisions wrong than having them just get rid of them. Because they're saying they're going to work alongside each other. What I read anyway. I don't see how that's possible. The computer is going to say if it's onside or, on or offside. Would well, it be a watch when it? It would be a watch like goal line tech. They just look at it, flag it. Yeah, I know, but you might as well just get that. Too much technology. Straight to the referee, you might as well, instead of just going to the mm. liner for them him to flag or not. I, feel like I that suppose it would be an instinct. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It would be well, like an instinct thing for the liner still, but then he could look at his eyeglass. I don't feel like the two can coexist. It just seems a bit stupid, and I'd rather what we have now and have a few wrong decisions than get rid of a complete industry because I know someone that was a referee and you know it's 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 always exciting to see some of them as well you know some of their reactions so I mean it, it's, it makes football football if all of a sudden we're gonna have someday we're gonna have no refs at this rate the Premier League next season no referees it's just gonna be cameras from above <laughs> and then all the players are gonna have to have a watch on it's gonna light up or something with a decision so it's just stupid it is just stupid and that wraps up the One Two Football podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We are now available on all major podcasts and social media platforms, either at One Two Football or at One Two Football UK. And also, take a look at OneTwoFootball.com for the latest written pieces from our growing list of contributors, all from all around the world. We'll be back next week.